What's up? It's Kaylee, and this is the Not Your Mama Pod mini episode. Today, I have an amazing friend with me by the name of Emily. What's up, Em? Hey. And we're going to do a quick Q&A inspired by the Insight YouTube channel uh, to, to further discuss what kidless and kid-free is. So before we get into the tough questions, Emily, how do you identify? Uh, I'm 28 and single, and I am child-free by choice. Child-free by choice. And just as a reminder, I am kidless by circumstance. Uh, Trying to get to that child-free phase is my ultimate goal, one day hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Emily and I have been friends for a couple of years. I got the privilege of working with her, and she became a really good contradict um, counterpart for me to kind of talk through my struggles with infertility. I was going through the worst year of my life with endometriosis. She is a blessing that let me cry during the work day when I could not handle either another uh, infertility struggle or an endometriosis flare up. And with that, you were kind enough to kind of share with me more about your kid free journey. Um, though I think it was one of the first things you told me when I met you in person that Probably you were so. kid-free. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought she'd be an amazing guest to kind of jump on the show and spread some of that awareness because, like we said in the previous episode about kidless and kid-free, there is a spectrum of people on it, both on both sides, and everyone is something that should be accepted. So you ready to jump in some questions? All right, let's do it. All right. So what's the main reason that you don't want kids? Well, I've I've never wanted kids. I remember being young and being in middle school or high school and being around kids and just knowing, like, this isn't for me. Um, I just don't think I have that maternal instinct that is needed to be a good enough parent. If I wanted to be a parent, um, I I think that, like, you have to, in order to be a good parent, you have to want to be a good parent. Yeah. And I don't think that I would be a good enough parent uh, because of, of my feelings towards it. So I'm yeah. a really good aunt, though. <laughs> the best aunt. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So why do you want kids? It's funny because just kind of like the decision you had that you never really thought about it, you knew you didn't want to be a kid. Or, you sorry, you want to be a kid. You didn't want to be a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the opposite. I've just always expected to be a mom. I've never actually thought about why I want to be a mom until that opportunity got taken away from me. I think my friends would say I'm kind of a nurturer. I've been called a mama bird my entire life, especially in my professional life. I'm Mm going to be the nurturing one. Uh, For me, I think that just kind of was an extension of who I am and what I wanted to be. And my ultimate goal was to be very successful in my career as being a super mom. I wanted to do it all. So I never really thought about a life without it, um, which could have been some ignorance on my part. I never really considered the fact that females could not be a mom either. At what age, I think you referenced high school, but at what age did you really know you did not want to be a mom? Yeah, um, I definitely, in in middle school and high school, um, I I was already thinking, like, this isn't for me. Um, But high school, I definitely became more sure college. I remember going to my male gynecologist at the time um, and saying to him, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to have kids. And him saying, like, oh, you'll change your mind someday. Mm-hmm. And that definitely has not happened. If anything, it's just gotten 
stronger with, you know, this state of our world and, you know, just there's, there's, there's too many negative things happening in our country and the world for me to want to bring more life into into the world. Yeah. Let me kind of pile on there. At what age did you verbalize it to friends and family that you didn't want to be a mom? High school. High school. Yeah. Um, I definitely remember telling, like, just kind of flippantly just being like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not supposed to be a mom. And just like, it's just, my parents have always known. Whereas my, my sister, um, has always wanted to To be be a mom. Yeah. That's crazy. That's great. And when did you, what age did you start to try to have kids? And for how long did you try so, I was in a relationship very seriously from, like, the age of, I don't know, 13, 14. So, there was many, many years where it was a very audible, no, I don't want children um, because I'm too young and I have goals. And then I went to this little uh, period, probably early 20s, where it was, I don't want children yet, but I'm okay with, like, not preventing it. And I just thought, like, stopping birth control and things like that were a logical step. I wouldn't say I started trying till about the age of 23, 24. And I I probably didn't stop trying until a couple years ago uh, when my health really took a turn and my life changed a little bit. But I, I would say I tried for nearly a decade without really or probably five years without really thinking about anything else there's yeah. there's a couple years within that 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 was like the daily goal and there's a couple years within that that I was mourning so bad that I couldn't even think about the fact that that's what I wanted but yeah. if I thought about it I was gonna break down so yeah. it was yeah. a roller coaster throughout yeah, it for sure. for sure uh you commented on your gyno and that's kind of what leads into my next question but do you feel pressured to have kids now? And then if you don't anymore, did you and by whom? Um, I have definitely felt pressure for sure. Um, never by my family. Which um, is a blessing. Yes. No one in my family has ever pressured me. There's definitely been times when I was younger that my parents would say something along the lines of, oh, like, that's fine. Like, maybe you'll change your mind when you get yeah. older and that sort of thing. Because, I mean, when you are in middle school and high school, you're a kid. Yeah. Like to if you're kind of like on the fence about it, then you know you might grow out of those those feelings and those thoughts. Um, but any more, like I've I've been so vocal about not wanting kids, and I'm very happy with that choice to not have kids. Like I don't feel pressure. any any pressure except maybe like societal pressure of like that. You know, a lot of times it kind of feels like that's what women are put here for is to procreate oh yeah and to just produce more more people um and I very much think we have plenty of people um (laughs) and uh, and other worth yes I definitely have there's there's a lot more to me than just uh being able to grow life inside my body yeah yeah do you get asked the question when you meet new people do you have children as like one of the first four questions do you feel like? I don't have that. I, I, I'm i still single. I'm not yeah. married. Um, so I think if, if that was different, if I was married, and especially if I'd been married for a little while, then that question would be something that I would get more often. I know that I have some other friends who have been married for quite a few years. And I know that uh, people in their life, especially older mm-hmm. people, 
ask them that pretty often. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, they don't always know if they want to have kids or when. And so I, for the time being, no, I do not get that question That's very awesome. often. Yeah. I'm grateful. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> None <laughs> of their strangers. business. Yeah. But do you, do you feel judged for not being a parent? Like, do people, yeah. you know, ask I'm sure that you get that question a lot of like, when are you going to have kids? Like it's any of their damn business. I feel like I got that question from like the day I graduated college. And that may be somewhat due to the fact that I always talked about being a parent. Mm -hmm. Uh, My brother had a child in high school. So the idea of being a young parent was super prevalent. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think maybe that's why I was so adamant at the beginning years. Like, no, I'm doing a different. Uh, Not that I was wrong, but just I wasn't on that path. So I feel like I've always been asked when I'm going to become a mom, maybe because of that nurturing instinct. And today, whether you know jack about me, mm-hmm. I could be literally standing there with no identifying anything on me. The first question I always get asked is if I have kids. That's Actually, so crazy. I went to a Chiefs game uh, two weeks ago. Somebody I work with but I don't know very well walked up to me. And the first question they asked is, so you have kids? No, they said, so you have a family. I said, yeah, I have a family. Of course you have a family. And they're like, well, do you have kids? And I said, have a family, do not have kids. <laughs> yeah, my, my boyfriend and I are on the same page about, like, you get to choose who is your family. Yep. And I am a firm believer that my friends are also a big part of my yeah. family. Two people can be a family. A husband and a wife or, you know, a, just partners. Two partners yeah. can be enough. And I think a, a single individual with pets and extended family and very content with yourself like it's not like you're on an island you are still in a family unit yeah um and if you're if you are on an island by choice like that's fine right so yeah yeah, I get asked it all the time um and now I went for a really long period about saying like I haven't been blessed yet with kids to now my response and actually happened while we were friends where I kind of grew into the spots where I'm like, no, I I can't have children. Mm -hmm. I'm infertile. I have these things going on. Um, And now I battled the really quick follow-up question. Well, are you going to adopt? Why don't you try adoption? And I usually say, Hey, that, that has broke my heart. If you too many times, I'm good. Yeah. And then they look at me like a deer in headlights. And I said, okay, hope you learned. Yeah. (laughs) Like if you're uncomfortable with this discussion, I hope you learn not to ask it. Otherwise, it's a great learning opportunity. I'm glad you know me a little bit more. Yeah, honestly, just like I, why anyone feels the need to ask anyone about anything that personal about their their life, especially when it's a stranger. Yeah, like go off. I remember yeah, I one day at work, the hardest day for me was a coworker of ours announced their pregnancy, uh-huh. and it caught me off guard because uh-huh. I didn't know they were trying, uh-huh. and I thought they had. I thought they were on the kidless train, uh-huh. which I was like, oh, exactly you're, you're on my about. side, yeah. right? And the conversation afterwards, I remember I didn't engage, and you engaged with your amazing, um, very put-you-in-the-place remark, where they were like, you're pregnant next. It's you next. It's you next. And when they said, hey, Emily, it's you next, you're like, do you not know me? Uh, that's not in my plans. Thank you very Absolutely much. Absolutely not. Nope, not for me. And I was like, so happy for you. Rude. Congrats. You ch- yeah. you decided you wanted to have kids. Great for you. Not for me. Let's maybe not like put the pressure on. Th- w- did they tell any of the the men in our company like, hey, hey, you're going to be pregnant next? I, I no. no, definitely no. Not. I do think they joked with one who was currently having another one, like that they're going to keep having more in their family, but it definitely was 
you were very much in your response saying, hey, not only no, but also respect me because I've told you this isn't in my right. future. And by you putting me in it. this conversation, it's very rude. Yeah. It's yeah. like taking my voice away. Me, on the other hand, I uh, shut the chat <laughs> and turned off all the notifications yeah. and was like anxiety breath work on the side going, it's okay. It's okay. I actually got home from an uh, reproductive endocrinologist appointment where they told me my eggs were menopausal rate about 30 minutes before. The, actually, the announcement happened as I was taking the exit back oh, to my house. God, of so I was like, oh, my goodness. I didn't cry at the appointment. And then that happened. I cried. And I was like, breathe. You're okay. It's not about you. Like, yeah. it's okay. You have these feelings. But it's also not fair to think it's against you. Yeah. And I did get a text from another colleague of ours that was like, it was like 8 o'clock that night. The day had passed. I moved on from it. I was in the bathtub. I got my text. And I was like, what's up? She goes, I just realized how insensitive that conversation was. Oh, and I'm sorry nice. that we did that. And I bawled, but I was so moved because, like, yeah. oh, you thought about how, like, I didn't actually engage the rest of the day. Because yeah. how do you say, oh, wish it was me. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's super hard. So I I, I hate to kind of tra- change the subject just a little bit, but it yeah. is it is very similar to I I've been single for a very very long time. Yeah, um, and I have been to dozens of weddings. All of my friends, except for maybe a couple, are married and they've been married for many years. And it has been very very difficult to watch your friends get married when that's something that you want so yeah. so badly, and to be happy for them, but also be sad for you yeah um and to go to the bridal showers and the wedding showers and the weddings and like you know be happy for them but to still like hold like you're allowed to still be sad for you and happy for them but it's a really hard thing to balance because you miss out on celebrating with your friends and being happy for them because you're so sad for yourself and so it's been very difficult for me in that way to kind of put aside my sadness for myself and to be happy for my friends. And I feel like that's similar for you of like, I'm happy that like you get to experience this because you want it, but I'm still sad for me because I also want it and yeah. I don't get to experience it. And I think that, I mean, I think we could like do a Uno reverse card and I could be like, hey, has anybody asked you, so when you get married? Like oh my you God. probably oh, had yeah, both society had. pressures. Yes. yes. Um, you could literally change the verbiage and I think, people who are dealing with finding their life partner or finding the happiness in their life that they don't have could have it. Uh, society's pressures on all these things are absolutely terrible because mm-hmm. none of that is focusing on like a, how are you? How are you? Are you happy? Is yeah. your life good? Yeah. It's always like, you're not meeting the status quo, ma'am. Right. Yeah. You should have checked off these four boxes by the time you reach this age. And if you aren't, you're falling behind in life. Like there's clock's ticking. Like, come on. Like, yeah, you, you've got you've got a clock. Do you see it? It's oh, my goodness. Down. Yes. Yeah. I went on a little rant. I don't know why this just dawned on me. And this is gonna be funnier because, you know, me on a personal <laughs> level. But I was like, I don't know why this dawned on me. The fact that women in their career get in trouble or less desirable because we're going to be a, the primary parent and we're going to need paternity leave and right. all this stuff. Right. On the flip side. I get so much, like, credibility taken from me for some reason now because I'm not a parent. Right. In the workplace. Right. My job has nothing to do with they don't, kids. They don't want you to have kids, but then if you don't, it's like, why? Yeah. It's like, why don't you, what's wrong with oh, you? Oh, you must be kids? a bad one. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Yep. So, society pressure. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I definitely feel judged for not being a parent. I, I had a conversation today with somebody I love who was hearing a story about 
parenting, mm-hmm. bullying mm. for all intents and purposes. And she's like, if you're not a parent, you should not have opinion. And yeah. I whipped around so fast. And I said, despite being a parent, you should not have opinion on another person's family. And she went kind of ghost white. And I was like, yeah, I'm not usually that person, but you're not going to discredit it. Yeah. Like, I don't speak on your life because it's your life and I mind my business. Right. It's not the fact that I couldn't push out a kid out of my lady right. parts. Right? right. Yeah. Do you think that not wanting to be a parent has impacted your relationships or, like, ability to have relationships? Very much. Uh, I have been, up until four months ago, I have been single for almost five years. And other than two one-year-long, very, very toxic and unhealthy relationships, I have not had any sort of, like, real committed relationship ever in my life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is because I go into first dates most of the time asking the questions like what's your religion what are your politics and do you want kids Mm -hmm. and if all three of those things don't match up and 99% of the time it's that last one of like do you want kids it is very strange to me how many millennial men (laughs) want to have kids yeah I did not think that that was going to be a thing that I would struggle with of finding a man who did not want kids like I do and there have been so many men that are, like, really excited to be a parent. And I'm like, that's great for you. Where where are the other ones? Yeah. Where are the ones that are like, oh, not for me. Like, I just, you know, want to find my person and then just, like, do whatever we want forever. Not, why is that so hey, hard to Emily, find? Why are you amazing? What else do you want? What else is your life going to entail? Right. Like, let me learn about you rather than this one tiny thing. Like, but it, it is such, it's a deal breaker. It's it 100% is. a deal breaker always. And a lot of times it leads to no more dates after that first one because I'm not going to waste my time with somebody if like if they know that that's what they want and I know what I want we're obviously not compatible we could match up on everything else but if it's that one thing where they want kids it's not gonna work I would never ask someone to change their mind and give up on something like that for me yeah just like I would never want them to you know, expect me to change my mind exactly. and decide to have kids at some point. We're both going to end up unhappy in the end. So let me give you kudos first off, because I, I don't know why most more people don't speak it into existence and speak their truth. So the fact that you are aware enough for your own heart, for their heart to come in and, and be very transparent, you're an amazing person that speaks to your character. But I also think it's, it's really hard. Um, do you feel like you've had relationships kind of fade away with friends because they are in that parenting stage because I personally struggle really hard there. Yeah. um, I don't have a whole lot of friends currently that have kids. Um, A friend of mine just had a baby a couple days ago, which is very exciting for them. Yes, he is a very, very sweet little boy. Um, And, like, I'm super happy for them. Like, Mm -hmm. they wanted this baby and they got it and, like, I, my best friend from high school just had her second. She's like younger than me. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't even imagine. (laughs) Like I am not in the headspace to be a parent at all. And you just, you got two. That's crazy. Um, but I mean, when you have kids, you're, you have a new like goal in life and Mm -hmm. it's to keep this tiny human alive. If you're doing it right. Yeah. And to make sure that they grow up to be a good, big human. Yeah. And so like. I, I know that relationships change because of that, and I'm kind of grateful that I do have, you know, so few friends at the moment that have yeah. kids, but I know that that will change someday because I am one of 
maybe two of my friends out of my pretty large friend group that does not want to have kids. So someday that will change. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, my relationship with my sister has even been different. It's, it's different. It's good. It's just different of like, you know, she's not as free as she used to be. And I, you know, it's harder for us to make plans because she has two kids now and it's, it's very different than when it was just her and her husband. And it was really easy for me to come over and hang out. Yeah. So I think it's, I, I love the fact that because you are kid free by choice, it's like the logistics. It's like giving them their space to become these amazing parents and go on with their life. Um, you're very supporting in that journey. I hope to get there. For me, most of my friends that had kids, I separated myself because of my own pain. Yeah. Um, and especially the ones that had kids while I was dealing with my yeah. loss. That being said, I still struggle with the people I love that accept me for being kidless just because of our schedules or the expectations that I'm more flexible. Mm -hmm. Um, I am starting to learn that I also feel like I'm in a different place of life because I feel like I'm younger than I am in a sense. Like age is just a number, but they, they have very different priorities. They also have very different end goals. Yeah. And so I'm doing some of the things that either they did when they were young or they are waiting to do when they retire. And I'm like, I'm getting on that plane because my life. So interests are, also separating us a little bit Mm -hmm. and I like that because I'm finding who I am um a lot of women I know gravitate towards those kidless or kid-free groups whether Mm -hmm. that be online or not and there's actually some really good forums I've been posting about lately even locally I've met a couple people who are kid-free locally that I'm like hi do you like dogs let's be friends (laughs) (laughs) I remember making a story oh my god like three four months ago and I was like I need some more adults that don't have children that want to drink beer and play with dogs can oh we God. be friends please sign me up <laughs> which is why i mean yeah. it's one of the many reasons i love you but i do <laughs> love you so yeah i think it's really it's interesting because you just your lives are different i don't feel like i'm in my mid-30s um i don't feel like i have a, a time ticking time clock anymore which is kind of cool i yeah. don't feel like i have an expiration date and now i'm just like hey by the way i'm amazing and if me not having kids or not having the ability to have kids makes me undesirable. I'm sorry. That's on you. Yeah, for We're sure. We're good. Yeah. With whatever concept or phrase yeah. that is. Uh, how often do you think about being a mom currently? So I put some it's thought hard, into this. It question. is. Um, I don't want to say daily, but I will say there's probably at least a, an almost daily reminder that I'm not. Uh, those are not always negative anymore, but it's a pretty constant thing. And it's a, and maybe it's partially because I'm in the endometriosis world. I am doing a podcast now about infertility. Sure. I want it to be uh, part of my discussion. It's not my identity, but it's a huge part of me. Mm-hmm. Maybe that makes me slightly more sensitive because I did go through a couple of years where I just like pushed everything down and would not focus on it because yeah. it wasn't going to be my reality. Yeah. yeah. It's just not time yet. I'm not infertile. It's not my reality, right? Right. Um, but I would say, on average, it's probably daily that I still think or I mourn a new piece or I hear somebody and I'm like, oh, that's great. Still wish it was me. Yep. Which, in response, I, I'm curious, as a kid-free-by-choice individual, does that even cross your mind about the fact that you're not a mom or 
A little bit, yeah, it does, yeah. Um, but in a positive way. Okay. When I, I see posts about the struggles that people have with being a parent of like, yeah. oh, my kid just like colored all, all over the walls or my, oh, our kids are sick again. We've got a sick household again or, you know, just the struggles that like I see my sister going through of um, the decisions that she has to make on a literal daily basis like yeah. hour by hour basis of like what are you going to do what are you going to feed them where are you going to go what school are they going to go to like saving for them for college good lord no thank you <laughs> like that is I am so grateful that I like never am going to have to worry about that and I like it that sort of stressor and like the complications of having kids is so unappealing to me it's like the relief factor of like Oh, not thank me. God, that's not not me. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I, I love my niece and nephew. They are wonderful, and I'm super happy for the people who want to have kids. Mm-hmm. But when I see those, the the more negative, I'm not saying that having kids is a negative thing, but the, the struggles that yeah. parents face, especially mothers, the pressure that society puts on women to be like yeah. a quote-unquote good mom and how easy it is to be a quote-unquote shitty mom. Yeah. Like that's, no thank you, yeah, big you're time. You're good. Like, Six-foot pole. Like, yeah, stay, stay away from me. <laughs> I am not interested in that sort of pressure from no one and everyone all yeah. at the same and time. and yourself, that inner pressure of, oh, am I doing enough? Oh, yes. A lot yeah, of my I, mom friends are the hardest critter, critics, critics on themselves. themselves. They're big like, time. Absolutely. I'm not doing enough. I had a, I had a like, shower today. Excuse you. You're, you kept them alive <laughs> for another day. They're, they're fed. They're smart. They're kind. You they're are great. Alive. Yes. And yes, you should shower. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. You feed yourself. <laughs> Take time for yourself. Put your gas mask on first (laughs) and then your minor. Right. Um, I love that. So one of my biggest things with coping, number, the first thing for me coping wise was travel. Like if I'm not going to be able to be a parent, I'm going to go do this. Right. I had to justify it in my mind. The most healing thing I've done in my, my, my practice is journaling. What is your gratitude for the week? What have you done because you're not a parent? Yeah. Or overall what it is. Um, naps, um, workouts at 9 sure. o'clock, yeah. uh, drinking a beer right after work because right. my friend Emily's over. Right. Like Hello. the things I'm able to do makes me so happy and they're privileges. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd have you considered or would you consider medical intervention to continue to be kid-free? So thinking more of the terms of tube side, but however that resonates with you. Yeah. Have you, or would you, I guess, let's start there. Yeah. So uh, I've been on birth control for about a decade. (laughs) I mean, I think next, next spring will be officially 10 years that I have been on some form of birth control constantly, literally constantly since I was 18 years old. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I've, and I've just never wanted kids, so it just makes sense to, to stay on it. But I've not considered doing anything like tying my tubes or anything just because of how invasive that is. And also it's very expensive. Um, And uh, I, not from my own personal experience, but I do know that a lot of doctors are very against young, healthy women from doing that. Yeah. And will straight up tell you no. They will. Even if it's like your choice and you know that you don't want to have kids. Very frustrating. So I reference uh, Kid Free and Loving It. We talked about Kid Free versus Kid List. And I'll, I'll link it again in the notes. That was the biggest takeaway. So in that episode, I kind of explained, like, I thought that book was going to be about kidless Mm -hmm. and being infertile. 
and I didn't really distinguish the difference in the title, right? And I started reading it, and I was like, this does not resonate at all. Oh, But I'm tuned in, because now you're enlightening on the fact that you can't get your tubes mm-hmm. tied if yeah. you want. Insurance won't pay for exactly. it. Exactly. They'll yeah. put disclaimers on you that maybe you just need to lose weight, because they know how hard it is for a female to lose weight, yeah. that they will prevent them from getting the um, operation, or the fact that there's age requirements for women. Yeah, or you have to have, like, a signature from, you know, a, a parent or Psychiatrist, a male. A, a shirt. by the way. Yeah, there's, I, I may not be America, but I know that, like, in maybe in some countries, they require, um, like, your husband's signature. And so if you are a, a single woman, like, I don't have a husband. This is not for a man. This is for me. But it's, you know, like, seven $800 out yeah. of pocket for a man to go and just get a little snip snip. Yep. And... Walk and out, there's much less put a, frozen red bag, tape. put a frozen bag of peas on the crotch for a week. And, and then be good the no next more day. babies. Yeah. No babies. I do know that <clears throat> at least the book, and please gentle reminders again if we misquote, but I, I do, do know from the book, like if you're a minor and you want to um, get a snip as a male, there's some like very age appropriate approvals if it's not a medical necessity. Sure. But once you meet that age, which is, it's, it's around the 20 year old. Mark, I want to say it's 2022. Once you meet that age, really little red tape. You make yeah. it now more of a Texas, a yeah. state that is maybe a little bit more religiously mm-hmm. pushed. You might have some more red tape, but there's very little. A woman, clinical staff is going to tell you that you are going to change your mind exactly. and they won't do it. Yep. I mean, they'll, they'll definitely double check with the man of like, are you sure? Are you sure? And if they're like, yeah, I'm sure. Well, okay, then just please step right this way, sir. Whereas a woman, it's like, mm-mm, nah Yeah, you, you don't know what you, you want. You can come back in a year, and then we'll see. We'll yeah. see how you feel in a year. Go try. Pardon you. Because the best thing we need for you to do is go procreate when you don't want them. Right, exactly. And be responsible for them. I, I have considered, and I've looked into uh, donating my eggs. Yeah. Um, because you also get a good compensation <laughs> yeah. for doing that. Um, I've started filling out the forms. Um, there's, there's a lot of medical questions about... Uh, yourself, and I'm afraid that there's a few things in my history, like like I have scoliosis, and I've got a, a few other that might uh, like disqualify that would, you. Yeah, that would that would probably and like uh, diabetes runs in my family, and there's yeah. there's certain things like that where, um, you know, I, I I may not get chosen for that, but like I'm very very serious about like not wanting them, and like if beautiful. somebody else can use them and can like if if somebody else like needs them, please just like scoop them out. I don't know what they do. <laughs> and and put them inside somebody else and, like, have somebody else have the, a, a beautiful, good old, fair-skinned um, <laughs> white baby. The good old turkey baster approach. Right, whichever exactly. it is. Like, no. just stir it in a Petri dish and, like, just put I it in somebody. that's beautiful of you. All that not only you know who you are, but you're also still giving to other people. Yeah, I'm, yeah, absolutely. If, if, if it was as simple as just, like, taking them out Tag. and putting them in someone else, like, <laughs> Hey, I don't. I don't want them. They will not be used. Yeah. Please, please do something with. Them. Do research on them. I don't know. Like yeah. whatever you need to do. Just. I'm gonna do a jump off here to a conversation we had off air. But okay. you did say that if for some reason down the road you decided you wanted to have kids, it still wouldn't be biological. No, I am all in for adoption. My niece and nephew um, were fostered and are, are now adopted and they are the greatest human beings I've mm-hmm. ever met in my entire life. And I love them more than anyone in the universe. They, I am not related to them by blood in any way, but the day I met them, I was like, I would 
motor for these babies. Like, like they're I, yours. They are they're mine. Absolutely. So, and I've seen just like the impact that you can have on a child, regardless of if they came out of you or someone else. It does not yeah. matter. That child is still yours, and they are just as much yours as if they had grown inside your body. And yeah. so, if I ever decided that I wanted to have kids, that is exactly what I would do. So, you have zero desire to ever biologically care. I don't know. I, like I said, I've got diabetes runs in my family, I've got scoliosis, <laughs> I've got terrible eyesight. Like, I don't need to pass on any of my genes to anybody. And and also, you don't have to justify it. You don't want to do it. I just don't. I, yeah. Don't I, <laughs> this is going to be very silly. And this is absolutely true. I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Pregnancy is the number two fear that I have <laughs> in my life. It is, it is one of the worst things that could happen to me mm-hmm. because I just don't want it so much. And yeah. I know that I don't want it. And so I have been very afraid for a long time of that accidentally happening, which is why I've been on birth control yeah. for 10 years, because I don't want it so much, and I'm so afraid of it accidentally happening. And then having to figure out, like, what to do? crap, what do I do now? Do Like, now I've got to make a really big now decision. Now I've got to make a really big moral gut choice. Yeah. Or I have to do something that I know with every fiber of my being. I, I do not want. want. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. So, hypothetically, you wake up tomorrow morning, it's the rainbows and unicorns world that I tell you that doesn't exist all the time. <laughs> um, and they say, hey, guess what? We no longer care about insurance or medical bills or any of these things. Everything's paid for in a timely fashion. Hmm. Um, no cost. Free to you. Would you go get a hysterectomy tomorrow? Or would you consider it? I guess that's a I really would hard definitely question. consider it. I would definitely, definitely consider it and think about it for a while. Or, I've never really thought how about, about it. How about it's not even a surgery? Hey, we here's here's a pill on the table. If oh, you take this, take you'll never out. have it. Yeah, give me four. Like <laughs> absolutely. Like <laughs> no no take question. The, the risk of surgery out of the equation. Yes, like if absolutely. you had the opportunity and the world didn't make it so hard or so dangerous for you to do it. You absolutely. Would. I I would I would give up my ability, potential ability to have kids in a heartbeat. Uh, and that I hope that this has come across as insensitive, but for a long time, I've almost hoped that there would be something wrong with me that would yeah. prevent me from having, from being pregnant because I don't want it so I don't much. I think that's and insensitive a, at all. I think that is I, I, like, knowing you. Like there's, you know, you are, as an example, want them so badly and you have something that prevents you from having them. And like, you I feel insensitive to... to say that because it hurts others. But at the same point, I know you and I know if I said, Hey, M, will you give me a tag and give me your reproductive opportunity? You'd be like, I'm going to bulldoze you. Like, I'm going to full-on tackle you just to make sure it works. So I think that's pressure of society in your heart where you know you could potentially, could potentially have an opportunity that others want. Yeah. But I'm going to say, and maybe this is a little bit of my healing showing up, (laughs) I'm going to flat out say that that's why I think kid-free is such an important movement. Because I think the idea of, like, expecting you to go through that or having you go through the stress of, like, you could get pregnant even though you're taking all the opportunity, except for being celibate. Right. Right? Taking the extremes off the table, um, you just risk something that you don't want to happen. And it's not like uh, somebody that identifies as a male who has the right risk, the same risk, but they don't have the bodily risk where they have to carry Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. I think it's amazing. Um, that was kind of a hard question. 
I, I like that you hit the gaslighting. I like that you're honest about it. I appreciate you being honest about it, but I think it's important for people to kind of hear that, you know, it's really not something you want. Yeah. But, I mean, is, is a hysterectomy something that you would want, or is it something that you've thought about? or Something I'm considering. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I and I, I, I hope to kind of go through that journey on this pod as much as possible. Um, I'm in a catch-22. The reason I want a hysterectomy, for the most part, is that sliver of hope that it could make me feel a little better. Oh, yeah. I mean, from the, the endometriosis yeah, side. Yeah, it's so sick and you hurt. And, yeah, yeah. And, and it's coming back. And it's, it's not a cure. So I think my biggest hesitation from an endometriosis standpoint right now is, do I take on the medical risk mm-hmm. and the risk of going into early menopause and all those things in hopes that it helps my endo for a little bit? Um, I'm not there because I don't think it will. And it won't for a long term. The reason I want it from an infertility standpoint um is because i could kind of close that chapter that's yeah I, I and mentally that's what would say. And, yeah. and, and and for my family as well like yeah. hey it's no longer a thing yeah give up your hope yeah um that exact same reasons why i haven't done it too though yeah. because it is a very final like you're Closing not going to have a sure. child yeah um, and I haven't quite went through my story yet though, but surrogacy and adoption is no longer something I will be pursuing. I don't think, um, unless something just like fell into my lap very sure. easily. Yeah. I'm, I'm very sick of getting my heart broken in those categories as well. So it's, it's something I'm considering. I think my health won't get better and maybe it's something I should really move towards. Um, but I don't know. I'm also scared because after my miscarriage, I didn't do life very well, mm-hmm. and I went to a huge denial, and then I acted out, and then I finally got past it because I ignored it, mm-hmm. and then in 2020, it came back up, as well as Indo, um, being the worst it's ever been for me, and I was suicidal, yeah. and that's not a light word, trigger warning, but I was, I've, I've talked about it a few times, I don't know how I survived that year, um, I think in a weird way, when it rains and storms and having everything being such shit, it kind of pushed me just to keep, like, showing up because, like, because <laughs> at that point, I was like, okay, everything sucks, so show up or don't show up. Like, right. you're you're here. And yeah. somehow I kept showing up. And so I am a little nervous from, like, a mental health perspective. I do have people in my corner, and I do have resources now that when I get to the point of hysterectomy, um, if I haven't transitioned to kid-free mm-hmm. and I'm very happy with my life, I won't be doing it alone this time because it was yeah. it's too much for me. Yeah. Uh, we talked about kid-free, kidless gratitude, but if I had to tell, ask you to say what is your biggest or, like, the thing that comes to mind about a gratitude that you have because you are kid-free, what would that be? I think it, it would definitely be what I mentioned earlier of the societal pressure of being a, quote-unquote, good mom. Yeah. Of the, the pressure and the stress of, you know, if, if your kid acts out in the grocery store and, like, the looks that people give oh, yeah. those parents, uh, like, you could be a phenomenal parent. You go out one time and your kid is acting up, like, the the one time that they choose to do that and you're just, like, and everybody looks at you like you're the worst mom in the world. Like, it takes so little. In reality, little. they're just learning to express their emotions. Right. Like, it's, or they had a, they had a really hard day. Or, like, yeah. who, who knows what's going through that kid's mind. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you don't have to deal with it. Right. And also, like, I'm really grateful that I don't have to spend the money. Yeah. My kid 
and like my body isn't going to change from being pregnant like that's another fear that I have of and you get this amazing life you're I won't call it a glow up, but you're glowing up. You're owning your own life a little bit, lady. Yeah. You're traveling. You're happy. You're yeah, doing all I'm, these things. I, I've really not been able to have the opportunity to to travel very much in my life. This past year has been different. I'm very grateful for it, but I've never been out of the country. And yeah. like these are all, I, I want to have a house someday and I, I would love to have a dog. And like there's so many things that I want to do and having a kid would mean that I either never get to do them or I wouldn't get to do them for a while 20 years yeah so I, I I am very grateful for whatever life is going to be someday life yeah. is good now but I think it's just gonna get better it's gonna so. get better um, my kid free or kidless for me gratitude moment I talk about him every single week I, I really advocate for naps oh yeah because I've learned to Love nap. naps <laughs> I'm not even a big napper but like I like the fact that I can go nap or pretend I'm napping yeah uh, for me right now, my my kid list gratitude would be how much I am putting into my own mental and physical health. Yeah. And the fact that the weeks that really, really suck, I'm allowed to feel that and I don't have to do anything else because yeah. it's about me. That's been the biggest one for me. PMDD was a raging B word this last <laughs> week and I survived it and I didn't have to think about anything else. And that is a perk because my fellow PMDD warriors who have children or responsibilities like that like good power to you i'm so proud of you i'm so glad i'm not you <laughs> yeah. i didn't have to do the little human thing with it yeah, so. yeah, yeah. um and then the last thing we talked about it on our pod a little bit about how women identify with their worth being tied to their ability to procreate it me and you even hinted at the society pressures or yeah. the society viewpoints on it I personally, I think that was the biggest thing for me to overcome was starting to think about who I am if I'm not a mom mm -hmm. because mom equals failure to yeah. me, right? Not yeah. being a mom equals being a failure. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask somebody who identifies as kid-free, who has never really had that urge. If I said, what's your purpose or what's your worth or just one thing, not you have so many. I'm the one that yells <laughs> at you all the time that you're great, but what is it? What would come to mind? Well... I, I've struggled for a lot of years in my past, not so much anymore. I've been going to therapy for about five years. Um, but for a long time, I really struggled with what my worth was. Yeah. Um, and for a long time, it was, I got my, my worth from um, being a kind of a thing for men. Yeah. Um, and just being, being desirable. Yes. And uh, just being, you know, a, a tool for them to you know, for their sexual desires. Yeah. Um, and that was, I was, I, I was at a very, very low point. And so it's been very difficult for me, honestly, to figure out like how I define my worth and to love myself again because of the, the very low point that I found myself in after a very toxic and abusive relationship. So, um, sorry, that's a long way no, of, of saying, I appreciate <laughs> you being candid. I, I think my, my, my worth now is myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think that everything uh, about of, you is amazing. Of, yeah. Of what I bring to the table is enough. I think, I think I'm a very funny person and I think I'm very kind, kind sweet, and caring, giving, <laughs> smart, hardworking. I, I, I could keep going. I feel like my, my empathy that I have for other people and other 
creatures of the world is sometimes yeah. debilitating um, in different ways because I feel so strongly for other people. And so, I, I mean, I I think that my self, my worth is just because I am you I'm are here. here and I am who I am. And I don't think that there really needs to be. You don't have to quantify yourself because you are already. Yeah. I like it. It actually kind of feeds into mine. Um, I've struggled with saying what's my worth. Now I went through a couple different roller coasters where my career is no longer my worth. My ability to be a mom is no longer my worth. My endometriosis is wrecking my world. So I can't Mm -hmm. say I'm healthy, right? Um, I've came to a recent conclusion that I don't want worth or I don't want purpose. I want wellness. Oh, yeah. I want to be good. I want to be happy. I want to be in this world, which is really mirrors what you said. I am here. I'm enough. Yeah. I don't have to quantify that. And also my only goal is to be really well with it. It's really difficult to to look in the mirror and to be honest with yourself and just be like, I'm enough. Yeah. I don't need, I need to try to be more than who I am or put on a, a fake face and a facade for people, especially if they don't deserve it. Like, I don't, I don't need to be... No, more and I want to be I am me. Or, or less than I am. I don't need yeah. to shrink myself for no. other people to make them feel more comfortable. Like, and I'm not going to hide myself. I'm going to be who I am. Yeah. I don't need everyone to accept me. Absolutely. I want the right circle, not the big circle. Yeah. Like, all these growth opportunities. Um, if you guys couldn't tell, Emily and I went through a pandemic <laughs> together. We really, really worked <laughs> on grace and owning ourselves. Yeah. And I don't know any conversation we have that doesn't kind of hit on that. So. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you being so candid. I know it's still hard to talk about, mostly because most people don't ask about why you've made that decision. You get wrote off. So I appreciate you kind of lending that out to the audience we have. Before we go, Mm -hmm. I made some posts. Um, One of my favorite pieces in my entire office is an endometriosis-themed artwork. And this amazing person next to me made it for me. So... I didn't think it would be right to not make a plug. I will post it when this episode comes out. But you do these sort of things for fun. So why don't you plug your Etsy store? Yeah, I have a a little Etsy store. Um, It's called Off the Page Creations. It's all one word, and it's page, like P-A-I-G-E. It's a play on words. My middle name is Paige. And everything that I make um, is uh, on wood of some kind. So I do wood burnings and paintings um, and... All, all sorts of wood work like that. Um, so I've got that Etsy page. And if you go to Instagram off the page creations, you can find me there as well. I'll tag both of them as well as your personal page. So that way you can see how amazing Emily is. Um, I'll post a picture of mine. She does do custom work. So I do. Yeah. I asked her, I was like, hey, endometriosis is a huge thing. <laughs> sunflowers go with it. I'm obsessed with sunflowers. Can you make this into something that actually makes sense? And it's absolutely gorgeous so hit her up thank you for joining us thank you guys for tuning into not your mama pod we'll be back with more (laughs) bye-bye